Good morning. It's good to see you. I hope you're glad to be here. I have a message for you, and I think I should mention at first glance that the scripture that was just read for you sounds like it's a message on money, but your alarm bells should be going off. That only means one thing. That means the preacher's going to preach about money, but that's not the case today. I won't do that to you. That's the good news. Uh, in fact, just a, a couple of weeks ago, I referenced the scripture when we went through our Got Questions, Get Answers sermon series, and I talked about money then. So I won't do it again, at least not right now, until we get to a stewardship campaign. But I will draw your attention to a couple of verses that have significant impact on us when it comes to day-to-day -day living, verses that, if we're not careful, can get right by us. They are verses 18 and 19 of the scripture that Chuck just read for you. They say this, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. Now I'd like to read those same verses to you again, but I'd like to read them from the New International Version translation because it contains stronger language and a phrase that I want to spend just a few minutes on this morning, a phrase that's very intriguing. First of all, in verse 18, instead of saying to tell them to use their money to do good, it says command them to do good. And it continues to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they might take hold of the life that is truly life. What does Paul mean when he talks about life that is truly life? What other life would we seek to get hold of. The implication is that any other form of life that is not founded on generosity and a desire to be rich in good deeds is a counterfeit life. So today I'd like to take a few minutes and look at several comparisons between life and true life, as it implies that there must be some who are living a life that is not true life. They're missing something. There's more to this life than being rich with money. And if there is true life to be experienced, then there is a counterfeit life that needs to be avoided. Just what are the differences between experiencing true life and one that seems to be just a facsimile? Perhaps it's a difference between living a life of real joy and one that is characterized by just surviving from one day to the next. This is a powerful and important teaching. Are we willing to take it seriously? If so, I think we might be surprised by the message of hope that is within it. True life says this, God is my provider of all that I need. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Do we believe these words from Paul? Do we trust God to be the provider of all that we need? 
Trusting God does not mean we sit by and do nothing, expecting him to bless us. Rather, it requires that we work hard using the skills he has given us. It expects that we will manage our money carefully, save wisely, and be accountable for our financial situation. However, we must be able to see the bigger picture where God is the provider of all good things. Our jobs, our skills, the opportunities before us are all God's gifts provided through his grace and his love for us. When we understand God is our ultimate provider, we can live and work with freedom and joy, knowing that the one who loves us is also the one who promises to care for our every need. It will also work in us an attitude of generosity toward others. If God meets our needs, then we are free to look for opportunities to meet the needs of others. This is the true life that God created us to live. In contrast to that life, the counterfeit life says this, I must rely on myself or others to provide what I need. This is an easy attitude to fall into because it is the way of the world around us. It is not God's way. God expects us to be productive, but he does not want to see us stress or be anxious about our work. That may be a sign that we are placing too much reliance on the work of our own hands, not trusting that God will ultimately provide for our needs. Additionally, when we constantly worry about providing for ourselves, it is very difficult to have a generous heart that looks for opportunities to meet the needs of others. Instead, we should pray that God would generate in us a heart of trust that will allow us to work with peace and be generous with what we have. Secondly, true life says that God is the owner and I am the steward. Now, I did mention this a few weeks ago, but it's worth repeating. If God is the owner, then our place in God's creation is to be faithful stewards, caretakers of all that belongs to God. The truth of God's ownership frees us up in all of our relationships, our relationship with God and our relationship with others. God calls us to faithfully steward each one of these as a gift from his hand. As we do so, our hearts will be open to opportunities for generosity. Conversely, the counterfeit life would have us believe that we are the owners, not God. God may grant us the right of temporary ownership of things in this world, but we must acknowledge that we are never the ultimate owner of anything. We are but stewards. When we believe we are the owners, we will hold tightly to what we have, work anxiously to have more of it, live in fear that we may lose it, and envy others who have more of it. This is the potential life of a bondage of an owner. Experiencing true life means to reject this view of ultimate ownership and embrace our role simply as a steward. A third aspect of life that is truly life 
is that happiness comes from giving. We've all heard that it is better to give than to receive, and true life embraces the scripture. However, it seems to be just the opposite of how we often view life. How different might our life look if we really believed these words? If we truly believed that the greatest blessings that God has for us in this life come because of a generous heart that gives freely and joyfully, we would dedicate our lives to such a task. Building on previous points made, if we trust God to be our provider and we see ourselves as stewards of what belongs to God, why would we not invest our lives in acts of generosity? The counterfeit life says happiness comes from accumulating. Our culture tells us that the more we have, the happier we will be. More money, a bigger house, a nicer car, all these promise happiness and peace. But the Bible teaches something very different. It states that true happiness or contentment for a Christian is knowing God and doing what pleases him. In fact, it warns that those who strive after becoming rich and use it to accumulate things will find just the opposite. They'll find disappointment, sorrow, and danger. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9 says this, But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the Christian who wants to know true happiness, it comes not from what we receive, but from what we give. We must refuse to believe that possessions bring happiness or contentment. While it's true that there is a sense of enjoyment that may come when we accumulate things, it will never bring us true joy. That can only be found as we learn to let go and give, not when we acquire more or better stuff. One more fact of life that is truly life. Security comes from God. This is the issue of trust. One of the greatest marks of being a follower of Jesus is our complete trust in him for everything in life, at least our striving to do that. It's not ignoring our responsibility to do and be as he says, because our cooperation is necessary. But our faith will allow us to lean on him to take care of us. Earlier we said we need to trust God to be our provider. As we do, we will be able to place the security of our life and future fully in his hands. Scripture is overflowing with promises of God's love for us and his invitation to trust him in all things. This is one of the keys to living a generous life. The more secure we are in the hands of God, the more freely we will give ourselves to others. We have no need to hold on to protect and hoard. We are free to give generously and lavishly because our security for our future comes from a God of absolute abundance. He will always provide 
always meet our needs, always deliver us in the day of trouble. With such security in our hearts, how can we live but as joyful and generous givers? In this way, we will be doing as the scripture tells us, to store up for ourselves treasures in heaven. The counterfeit life says, security comes from what I have saved. It does not mean we don't invest wisely, save well, and prepare for our future, but this is a matter of the heart. In whom or what do we ultimately place our trust? If it is in anything or anyone but God, we may be living a life that is not truly life, and in such a life it is impossible to be truly generous. Perhaps our prayer today for our brothers and sisters and for us is that we would pursue the true life God created us to live. May we together seek to set aside our desire to rely on ourselves instead of God, to play the owner instead of the steward, to seek happiness in wealth instead of contentment in Christ, and to find our security in earthly things rather than in heavenly treasure. Let us be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. Moving from our old counterfeit lives to the true life God has for us is a journey. It will last a lifetime. We won't get there all at once, but rather day by day and step by step. But perhaps today is the day we recommit to walk in faith and trust that the God who loves us, the Son who died for us, and the Holy Spirit who fills us each day will walk with us on that journey and help us live a life that is truly life.